It's a Friday mailbag edition of Locked On Pelicans. Is this season just come down to Nikhil Alexander-Walker? What's Devontae Graham's ceiling here in New Orleans? Plus, who's in the rotation? Let's cover it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. Let's do this. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Friday, still in the offseason, three-day week mode. I'll eventually be back in New Orleans, hopefully sometime next week. Does look like the power went on at my place in the Bywater, which is nice. Uh, so we still got the different background, still a little bit of a different recording sound as I'm not in my usual setup. But thank you all for bearing with me this week as we get our kind of feet back under us and start talking Pelicans again. And to do all of that, I'm counting on you in today's show. It's a mailbag edition of Locked on Pelicans. Ask for questions on Twitter. I picked three good ones. We might do these a couple more times over the offseason. So let's get into it, really. It's is this season all about Nikhil Alexander-Walker? What's the ceiling for Devontae Graham? And who's in the rotation? You know, we've talked a lot about starters, but what about some of the other guys that are going to be playing minutes and what might some of those look like? We'll get into that in the third segment of today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. But don't forget, Fridays on the Locked On NBA podcast, Nick Engstad of Locked On Mavericks and Adam Maras of Locked On Nuggets power rank the week that was in the NBA. So follow the Locked On NBA podcast today wherever you get your podcasts. And I'm there every single Wednesday hosting our national show, talking all things association. But today we're talking all things Pelicans in the mailbag. So let's jump into it. Three topics, three really good questions. And I had more that I didn't get to use. So hopefully we can put out another call and do more of these and answer all of the offseason questions that you may have. So this one comes from Hank. It's Hank X3 Sports, H-A-N-X3 Sports. And the question is this, is this season as simple as Nikhil Alexander-Walker plays great and everything else falls into place? You're not entirely right with that question, but you're not very wrong on that question, Hank. I actually liked this one. You know, this season is all about internal growth for New Orleans. It's really what they're banking on, right? They added some pieces in the offseason, but I just did an episode about how Valanciunas, I don't think, is going to be the most impactful guy that they have, and I wonder about his fit a little bit, and could Jackson Ace take his spot halfway through the season? They added Devontae Graham, kind of making up for some of the shooting that you're losing in Lonzo Ball and probably getting a better shooter in Devontae Graham, but it's not significant, significant improvements, right? That's not adding an all-star player at any level for New Orleans. They're average at best starters, I think, both of those guys. But we'll look at how Devontae Graham could elevate his game. So you've at, you've incrementally improved, right? You're better than you were a year ago, but you're not significantly improved, which means if you want to take a significant step forward, it's internal growth. It's not going to be, it's going to be epitomized by Nikhil Alexander-Walker more so than anyone. So in a sense of all of the internal growth that could happen, Nikhil's is most important to this team. Yes, we're putting him in as a starter right now, right? We expect the starting unit to look something like Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Devontae Graham, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williams, and Jonas, Jonas Valanciunas. So you need him to be really, really good. 
we've gone over some of his numbers um, when he was a starter versus when he wasn't a starter, and I'll do another show on that again. But you need him to really take a step forward. The Pelicans had one of the worst backcourts in the league last season. They can't afford to do that again. You need threats on the court around Zion Williamson, particularly in the form of shooters. You need more shooting. You know Devontae Graham's going to give you that, but is Nikhil Alexander-Walker going to give you that? He's certainly not scared to pull the trigger and to shoot, but he hasn't been a particularly good shooter overall um, his career in the NBA so far. But his three-point shot has looked decent enough. He shot 34.7% last season. It's not terrible, but it's not amazing or or really good or anything like that. But if you can get in that 38% range closer to 40%, that's someone who adds a lot of value. He's not a pure point guard either, right? He's not going to be breaking down defenses off the dribble. He gets downhill and he drives, yes, but he's not, again, that type of Chris Paul point guard, Kyle Lowry pull the strings point guard that they were looking to try and add this offseason. But they need him to give you some of that. And if he does that, this backcourt and this starting unit is going to look a whole lot more complete than they would have otherwise. If he doesn't, you wonder about some of the offensive pieces working together. And so that's why, in terms of internal growth, which is kind of what this Pelicans team is banking on, Nikhil is probably the most important part of that. It means you're not worried about trying to upgrade the roster as much during the season because he's kind of your upgrade, right? It's a guy you didn't really use a ton last year who's now stepping into a much more significant role and playing at a high level. It's like adding a free agent in a sense. And that's what New Orleans is banking on because look, they can't upgrade the roster probably significantly at all during the regular season. They can't trade uh, their next year's first round pick or the year after that. I forget. I don't have it in front of me because of some of the moves they made this offseason in the Devontae Graham trade with it being a, a lottery protected pick. They can't trade that. That's not a great position to be in if you need to try and upgrade your roster. But if Nikhil is that upgrade, you don't need to worry about trying to add someone nearly as much. So in a sense, yeah, the season really hinges to a degree, at least from that perspective, on Nikhil. It also hinges on Brandon Ingram maybe playing defense, Zion growing and being that point Zion the full time. But you definitely need Nikhil to be a quality, quality starter for you. We know Devontae Graham's going to shoot the ball and can be pretty good. But what's his ceiling? Where can he improve? And where can he make strides to open up his game and the game for the rest of the players out there? And we'll look at that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode is brought to you by betonline.ag. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning towards football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the season. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this year. Get all the updated odds, props, and even fun contests they have going on, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now over at betonline.ag. So head to the website using your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50, uh, sorry, 100 to change it, 100% welcome bonus. Plus, you could have taken advantage of a free bet essentially on last night's game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. So use that promo code locked on to get a 100% welcome bonus when you sign up over at betonline.ag. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is also brought to you by DirecTV Streams. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your 
friends, girlfriends, sisters log in for all the movies and other stuff that you want to watch. I want to tell you about a simpler way to get all of that entertainment you love without the hassle. And it's just a great way to get all of your TV together. And it's called Direct TV Stream. And it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more like 20 remotes. You don't need to juggle those. No need to buy another device ever again. And best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com, compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, mailbag edition of Locked on Pelicans here on a Friday. Just had a great question about Nikhil Alexander-Walker, but let's talk about the guy we expect, most likely, to be in the starting backcourt alongside him, and that's Devontae Graham, kind of the big free agent edition for New Orleans, a guy that shoots... Lights out is one of the better court spacers you could probably get at that price range to put alongside Zion Williamson. You can question about giving up the pick and the process and all of that, but look, Devontae Graham on the court with New Orleans is certainly going to be, from a shooting perspective, really good. So you could look at his ceiling as just an elite shooter that has tons of court gravity that opens the court up a little bit more for Zion Williamson. This is a guy who last season shot 37.5%, 38% from three on significant volume. Almost nine attempts per game. He was making over three threes per game. That's really, really good. He did that in 30 minutes coming off the bench and being a starter. If you look at him on a per 36-minute basis, I'm trying to pull the numbers. He makes almost four threes per game. That's really good. I love seeing something like that. More threes, guy, a guy that teams need to account for that works well off ball that Zion's going to be able to find. He's not a great off-the-dribble shooter, though. And that's where his game gets limited a little bit. Are you worried about him when he has the ball in his hands being a scoring threat? That's the question that I have. This is, and this question comes, sorry, I should I should shout you out here. It comes from Brandon Vickers. It's at son of Bo Bros with two S's at the end. Um, asked me a question and he talked about how Damian Lillard, you know, would be an ideal pick and roll threat with Zion Williamson. You got to guard those guys out really far, right? Like the second they, they can run super far away, pick and rolls, like 40 feet from the basket, pick and rolls, something, you know, 30 feet from the basket, pick and rolls. And you've got to guard Dame by going over the screen, because if you go under, he's going to pull up and shoot. I don't know though, if that's what Devonte Graham's able to do. And if he's that same type of scoring threat, plus if you go, if you go under, he's going to shoot. If you go over, he's just going to get downhill and try and score on you. Damian Lillard, you know, is an all NBA guy. Trying to compare Devontae Graham to him is a little bit of a fool's errand. Yes, he's an amazing three-point shooter, but he struggles in two areas. One, his off-the-dribble shooting isn't great. Just dribble, 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 pull-up, shoot. Not there. He's a catch-and-shoot guy more than anything. But if he can upgrade that three-point shot off the dribble, the pick-and-roll with him and Zion Williamson becomes deadly you have to go over screens on him, which means you can't hedge on Zion Williamson, which means Zion is going to get basically a free reign going to the basket. Just get a full head of steam from 30 feet out going downhill. You toss him the ball. No one's stopping that dude at all. But that's going to probably be reliant on Devontae Graham developing that pull up three. If he doesn't, they're still going to basically try and trap Zion and not really worry about him. They'll let Devontae Graham bomb from 30 until he proves that he can beat them. And based on his career in the league, that's not a thing that he totally does. That's an area where he's going to need to improve. If he does that, the pick and roll between him and Zion is going to be terrifying. The other area that he really does struggle with, though, is shooting twos and in particular around the rim. He's not 
good at that whatsoever. In zero to three feet at the rim, he only takes seven and a half percent of his shots there. So basically in the restricted area, seven and a half percent of his shots come from there. They basically all come from three. 71.3% of his shots last season came from three. And at the rim last year, he wasn't good. He shot 44% in that zero to three feet range. He needs to get better at off the dribble shooting and try to finish at the rim. You know, the finishing at the rim is not necessarily something you can teach. And it kind of guys have it or they don't, right? Like we never saw that improvement from Lonzo Ball. It never created more aggression from for him. You know, Devontae Graham in the past has shown more aggression. He was used differently, more off ball in the past year in Charlotte with the emergence of LaMelo Ball. And if you go back a year before that, he did take over 13% of his shots at the rim. So that's good. But it's still not a... Super, super high number. It worries me a little bit about his effectiveness being more than just a catch-and-shoot guy. That catch-and-shoot guy is elite. But if he can up either of those two areas or both of them, he's going to be a very complimentary player that opens up that high pick-and-roll game for him and Zion Williamson in a way that teams aren't really going to be able to stop. But that's if he develops that because he doesn't have all of that now. I don't think he's probably horribly far from the pull-up threes. And if he's working on those this offseason, I think he can really make strides in that area to open up his game and the game for others. But that's where he's looking to do it. If he does that, he's not just an average starter at best. He's he's a good starter. He's not an all-star guy. He's never going to be an all-star guy. And defensively, he struggles. I don't care what the numbers say. Watch him on film. He's undersized. He doesn't defend well. Defensive metrics aren't a good way to kind of judge players on that side of the ball but offensively he can be something very very special and being able to play that pick and roll so far away from the basket opens things up so much more and forces really long rotations from opponent defenses which makes the Pelicans in the half court which they haven't been great at historically much more efficient and effective and I think that's kind of the ceiling for him like a a, 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 a high, not a high-end starter, like a high-end above-average guy. I don't know what that makes you, like a good starter, something like that, I guess, is probably what his ceiling is. But he needs to work on those two areas of his game if he wants to get into that. And then coming up next, what's the rest of the rotation going to look like? I gave you the starters here, but what? who are the other guys that are going to get minutes? And maybe it can kind of give us my, I can give you all my take on what some of these roles that we're going to see from these players coming up next season. But before we get to that, this episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models out there, it's impossible for local chain stores to stock all the parts that you might need. There's nothing worse than going into one of those places Not having the counterman understand you and figure out what you need. They just order a part and then it doesn't fit. And then you pay overpaid too because you're in there. They can charge you basically whatever they want and you're stuck paying it. It's not a fun position to be in, but you have access to computers with rockauto.com at home and in your pocket on your phone. So save time and money using rockauto.com because their prices are reliably low for every single customer. They have the same prices for mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. So why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Honda Odyssey Fuel Pump 353 from a chain store. 216 from rockauto.com. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers online for over 20 years. And they have everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet to refresh your ride. So whether it's your daily driver or classic, whatever it is, go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto parts needs. 
So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Bonk? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. And today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. These things have saved me in long car drives away from New Orleans over the past like two weeks and everything. I used to eat one of these things every single day for lunch. They're my like go-to snack in the car right now as we're moving all around. And that's because they're the best tasting protein bars out there. They taste like a candy bar, except they're healthy for you. Trust me, try the mint brownie, the salted caramel, the cookies and cream, the strawberry, the orange, the double chocolate, raspberry, coconut, or any of the special limited edition flavors that they come out with. Um, and if you ever can get the coconut brownie chunk, just trust me, buy that thing. And not only are Built Bars the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Macros on these are great. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories between 130 and 180, 4 to 5 grams sugar, 4 to 5 grams net carbs. All amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. So to give them a try, go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to get 15% off your next order again using promo code LOCKED15 over at built.com. All right, wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Pelicans, the mailbag edition of Locked on Pelicans to wrap up the week here. Uh, So we talked about... Nikhil Alexander-Walker. We talked about Devontae Graham. I gave you guys my starters too and who I think that that's going to be. But what about the rotation guys? Who else is going to get minutes for this roster? Because I think it's all a little bit up in the air to a certain degree. And this question comes from Samuel Wilcher, FM Sammy on Twitter, longtime friend of the show. And he asks, you know, what's the rest of the rotation going to look like? So what I think on paper the starters are going to be, and this is all on paper penciled in right now. And I talked about this with Josh Lloyd, too, of Locked On Fantasy Basketball over the weekend because we had a really good discussion about this. And he was really starting to think after what I had said him. So I think the starting lineup is Nikhil, Graham, B.I., Zion, and Valanchunas. I think those are the five guys. In the rotation, you're looking for another five guys, maybe six. I think you've got Kyra Lewis and Josh Hart solidly in the rotation at kind of those guard spots. You've got Najee Marshall. Um, and Trey Murphy, the third kind of at the wing spots. And then the bigs, I think are Jackson Hayes and maybe, maybe a guy like Billy Hernan Gomez. And I think temples, maybe Garrett temples, maybe at the end of that rotation as just kind of the solid veteran that can cover a variety of different spots. So they've got a lot of depth kind of depth at the guard spot. And that's kind of really it. You know, at the wing, I like Najee there. I think you could make the case for him to start. Trey, uh, Trey Murphy's certainly going to be in the rotation to start the year. He's not going to be like a typical rookie that's not playing. I think they're going to give him every opportunity to shine. But it starts to get kind of thin in the front court, right? You've got Jackson Hayes, who I'm very high on. You've got Hernan Gomez, who they brought back. But Hernan Gomez has big defensive liabilities. And I don't think he's going to end up in that kind of second big spot after that. But there's no real other like typical power forward unless you want to put Najee Marshall in a spot like that. And I think they, they might kind of need to give in some of that. So... That's what I think the rotation looks like. I think a guy like Tomas Sadoransky is kind of squeezed out for the most part. I don't think Garrett Temple is going to get significant minutes to start the year. But this is why I said in pencil, because we don't know. We don't know how Willie Green, first-year head coach, is going to look. Is he going to rely on those veteran guys that he knows can get it done out there on the court? That might be what he wants. But also we know David Griffin is going to have his hand in this and it's going to be the young guys who are going to get more minutes and probably first rotation spots over those older guys, right? We heard last year that maybe they wanted Kyra Lewis Jr. starting. 
Well, that probably means he's going to get rotation minutes over Garrett Temple, over Tomas Sadoransky. Same for Jackson A's. It's why in the show on Wednesday, I said it seems like he might be able to be a starter and you move Valanciunas to the bench because this is a young guy that they're high on that they want to get significant minutes to. So I think those young guys are going to kind of step in. Same for Trey Murphy. Um, Hart, who they re-signed, is certainly going to get minutes. They want to kind of build up his trade value to maybe move him during this season. I think Kyra's maybe going to be part of their point guard of the future, and that's a guy that they want to go with. But I think it kind of freezes out some of those older guys to a certain degree. And who knows where Herb Jones is going to kind of fit in. I think he's going to be with the G League team to start the year, but maybe he starts to get minutes as the season goes on. But I don't expect those to come for him right in the beginning of this season. But that's who I think the rest of the rotation is going to be. You know, you could also maybe make the claim that Devontae Graham should start on the bench and maybe you put Josh Harden or Najee Marshall into the starting lineup. Maybe you move B.I. to the two if Najee's in there, something like that. It, there's a couple of things up in the air and we haven't really been able to see this team in training camp in preseason. So we don't really know. It, it, it's a little bit early to try and predict what the rotation is going to look like. And we're probably not going to find out for another month till we start to see them in training camp, till we we see that first preseason game and we'll get a better idea of is Willie Green comfortable with these young guys? Is he allowed to even play the older guys right now? Is he forced to play these younger guys? So that means the rotation's kind of up in the air, but I'm curious what you all think. Let me know in the comments down below on YouTube and please subscribe on YouTube if you haven't yet. Um, what do you think the rotation is going to be? Do you think it's those five guys who are going to be starting? Do you think it's someone else? Who's the first person off the bench? Who's your like eight-man rotation, nine, ten-man rotation, if you want to split it out like that in order if you want. I'm curious. Um, so let me know in the comments on YouTube. And that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans, this mailbag edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. Glad to be back with you all this week. Um, might be traveling back to New Orleans at some point next week, so we'll see what the schedule for the show will be. But hopefully going to get out three episodes for you all. Um, and looking forward to getting just back back to freaking normal with everything. Uh, but thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all next week.